Hello everyone and welcome. It is a beautiful day to be here with you on Amazing Space. I'm Alicia Mitchell and whether you are a longtime friend or you are new, I am so glad you chose to join me today. Amazing Space podcast is where kindness, creativity, and friendly conversation are just the beginning. I hope to invite times of personal reflection, and I hope you will join me as we open our hearts to the rhythm of what brings peace. Through love, laughter, and spiritual inspiration, I'm looking forward to sharing this space with you. So grab your favorite drink, coffee or tea, get comfortable, and let's talk. Hello friends and welcome back. It is a beautiful fall day here in North Carolina. Probably not so much the case for a lot of those in Florida right now. And I just ask that throughout your day that we lift up those families that have experienced a lot of loss. I want to jump right in and kind of just talk about something that happened to me when I was back home. I had ran into a really good friend of mine. We had had a conversation actually about the podcast because I didn't promote the podcast when I first started outside of my circle, my friend circle, my family circle. And sometimes even that was a little bit difficult because I was new, I still feel new, uh, but, and I was nervous. So over the course of time, I really did pray and really did ask God, you know, what do I need to do? Do I need to do this or do I need to do that? And so I felt like he spoke one year. So at the one year anniversary, I actually posted it uh, on the Facebook platform that I do have. Again, very nerve wracking, but I did it. It's done. So one of my friends that is back in Texas came across it and was sharing with me some different thoughts. And he actually kind of left an impression just in our conversation, maybe not even to the magnitude that he realized, but it's actually an idea that is very scary for me. I like notes. I like to stick to notes. I like order and procedure and practical and an outline. And and it's not to say that his suggestion was to completely eradicate that. But what I want to share with you today kind of ties into this whole idea that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. So he says to me in kind of the different ways of questioning, well, how do you do it? And what do you do? And, you know, do you do this? And so in all his vibrant youth, and maybe not in these words exactly, but basically he said, well, just be natural. Just go with the flow. And I remember thinking, oh my, the dreaded go with the flow. 
That is not something I adapt well to. Definitely had to learn how to implement that in my life. And now I'm not fully there yet. I have not arrived. But as I begin to look over even the pieces of these last few episodes, and honestly, the heartbeat lately of being centered around what God wants, what He expects, and what He sees when we speak of the fruit of the Spirit, it occurred to me just be natural. It has to be organic. It has to have an unattached agenda or an expectation to receive anything in return. It has to be in a way that is not planned out or maybe even given every single detail. Just being who we are has and always should be natural. And this would actually eventually blow my mind when very soon after I would be reading a book that would give those same words of advice in a way to connect to people through connecting to God. But that's for another day. There isn't a time when our schedule can or should ever be allowed to supersede God's. And quite honestly, I had to reflect on a few things. So the question lingered in my spirit, how? But how? How can I do this? How can I become untied to what is comfortable and what is safe? How do I step away from that fear or that confined box of uncertainty and just go with the flow wherever and whenever that may be. And at this point, I am miles outside of even the podcast, but purpose, natural in showing love and natural in being loved to others. I, I don't even know how to really convey all the words with true diligence because I just get so swept away with the emotion of it. And I understand there has to be a balance and there is a balance, but there is something so, so beautiful about trusting God's balance. And that's what I really want to talk about today where after we read the books and after we have the talks and we listen to the podcasts and these things become so completely and inevitably organic in our everyday activities. How? Well, what better way than to look at our ultimate guide for some answers to some very lively questions So I thought and I prayed, and today I want us to just walk through the how, because the how is going to get us to our making every moment about what it looks like without worrying so much about all the details. And so in the Christian life, knowing God must take precedence over behavioral change and 
It's only in knowing God's love for us that we begin to change in response. We're not going to get anywhere if we don't keep the relational love of God at the center of what it means to follow Christ. And so the book of Hosea paints a compelling depiction of this relationship with God grounded in love. So Hosea is an Israelite man called to speak on God's behalf. And his calling comes at a particularly dark point in Israel's history before Israel falls and becomes captives. When they are just deeply entrenched in their sin and he's tasked with delivering the message of God's response to Israel's stubborn unfaithfulness. And so God declares there is no knowledge of him in this land. They claim to know God, but their actions are evidence that they do not know who he is. He, he goes on to declare that Israel's worship has been hypocritical. They're just going through the motions. And at the same time, they're bowing their hearts to idols and breaking God's commandments. Their lives are really just full of moral and social injustice. And to create a picture of his relationship with Israel, God calls Hosea to marry a prostitute named Gomer. And so through Hosea's experience provides a lesson Like Hosea, God is the loving husband and like the prostitute, Israel is the unfaithful wife. But God is faithful to his people despite their behavior. And so he calls Hosea to mirror his forgiveness. In the face of his wife's unfaithfulness, Hosea pursues her. He pays off her debts and commits his unconditional love to her. And friend, honestly, a lot of the times, or maybe let me ask the question, how many times do we take God's forgiveness for granted? And in the same way a spouse grieves over an unfaithful partner, God's heart aches over the broken relationship with his people. But God is not unaffected by Israel's unfaithfulness. But even in his anger, God's compassion and mercy triumph. How can I give you up, God says to Israel? I will betroth you to me forever. His heart is bound to his bride. He cannot bring himself to abandon his people, even though they have abandoned him. His love for his people is relentless And so Hosea urges his people to return to the Lord in repentance so they might experience healing. But God knows that their repentance won't last long. And so, of course, at the end of the book, God delivers hope for his people. But ultimately, for God's people to experience this true healing, Jesus had to take on the punishment He paid our debt 
when he sacrificed his life, and then he rose from the dead on the third day. Hosea had prophesied, God will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. And so those in Jesus are united to him so that his resurrection from the dead becomes their resurrection, our resurrection. Jesus's resurrection power brings new life and healing. And so the Bible says that Christians are the bride of Christ and the unconditional love of God displayed in the book of Hosea is promised to follow us all the days of our life. This relationship of love is what fuels a life of faithfulness. And so you might be asking, what in the world does this have to do with me? When you think of love and what it genuinely truly looks like in perspective. This picture reminded me of just how deep and just how wide. Not only our love has to go to others, but we are exactly that in the eyes of God. That is what he sees when he sees us. That is how he feels That's what he wants us to experience and understand each and every day. And because of that love, it should be within us. And just like this description, this this story about Hosea and how he took on this woman that honestly a lot of people probably already gave up on. A lot of people probably tried to talk him out of this. But it was a picture to show how. This is how I love my people. This is how much I love my people. Just as someone who is unfaithful to their very own spouse and they turn and, and continue to, to love through it all is exactly how we are expected to love those around us. To show love to people that maybe don't necessarily deserve it. To people that, dare I say, don't care, maybe even about us, about our feelings, Maybe they speak the wrong words. Maybe they do the wrong things. We don't understand. It's confusing. But it is our duty, our responsibility to love. And when we are connected, when we are so consumed with the love of Christ, We're confident in it. We're connected to it. It brings life to our every single day from the moment we wake up to the moment we lay down at night. It is our existence. When it is everything that we want and everything we could ever need, that is when it becomes truly natural. 
And when you meet people, they feel it. When you walk into a room, they experience it. It's a beautiful thing. And so today, try to search, look for the opportunities, show love, be love. Today and every day, love without reason, laugh without regret, and pray without ceasing. I can't wait to see you next time.